Welcome to Afro Leads, the podcast. Afro Leads consists of two sisters, Julie and Steph, and we're on a mission to promote UK black business and culture. At present, we have an Instagram platform where we post positive posts about black business, groups, communities, celebrities, music, and so much more. So we are embarking on season two, and we wanted to start season two in thinking about the successes, the highs, the lessons learned of um, our previous season. Um, so thought it'd be a really good time to reflect, get together and put out just a bit of a message in terms of gratitude um, and to for those new followers and those new listeners to give you an idea of the journey that we've had today. So for those who have been day ones, thank you. Uh, for those who are just sort of learning and sort of joining us on our um, journey, welcome and enjoy the ride. So season one, if you were with us then, um, we explained that Afro Leads was very much born um, as an idea on an Instagram platform. We post daily posts, as mentioned in the intro, about Black Britain, Black culture, current affairs, etc., which is awesome. And from that, we went from lots of encouragement, didn't we, really? Yeah. Loads of encouragement from friends and from followers who really pushed us to really stretch ourselves and put ourselves out of our comfort zone in some sense of the word, to create the podcast, which led to lots of planning, lots of conversations between the two of us in terms of who to approach, where the conversation should lead to and how the structure should be, I suppose. So that led to, you know, in essence, what is the structure of these podcasts where we were really fortunate to have so many amazing businesses, personalities, people within the black community in the UK that we approached and were so generous with their time. And we asked them questions about their business, about their journey. And here we are. Yeah. Season one completed. How do you feel about like looking back on that? So from idea to encouragement to planning to finishing season one, what are your thoughts, Jay? Well, it's um, great that we're able to do it. And as you say, we're really um, touched by the generosity of our guests with giving up their time. It was great to meet everyone, although virtually. Um, so hopefully some people will be able to meet in the um, in real life for, in, in the, when we're able to. Um, and yeah, no, it's a, it was definitely something we wanted to do, and I guess lockdown gave us an opportunity to do it because other projects we were planning for that time fell through. So yeah, it was really good, good uh, COVID distraction. I yeah, guess. definitely well needed as well. Um, and I suppose that looking back for for me anyway, I, I, this has given me a really good chance to kind of reflect and think why are we why did we obviously start our own leads why was the podcast platform so well received or potentially even so needed in this season that we've had and I don't know whether you agree or you disagree but it was so therapeutic for me listening back to the the all of the podcasts that we've we've produced and all the wonderful people that we've connected to and had conversations with because there were so many highs so many lessons learned I feel like I've you know got you know an extended Afro Leeds family now in terms of the people that are in our sort of network and in our community be that be it like you say online I just think it was the right time to approach, the right time to put it all together. And I feel that from the response of people that have been listening, I feel that they've received it at the right time as well. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. It seems to have kind of everything aligned and obviously really grateful to um, our family who are you know, integral to putting it together 
so our brothers helping like with music and production and, and everything so yeah. absolutely it's definitely been a family project and something that I've really really enjoyed so it's amazing to be embarking on season two again we've got some amazing guests to look forward to so please stay tuned um but we've also got just so much gratitude for the people that obviously helped make season one what it was yeah my next question to you jay is you know if we go through each of the different guests that we've had and suppose just reflect on just how amazing they were how much how vulnerable how how much they gave in terms of content and you know their experiences how much advice they gave um for me Look again, like I say, having listened back quite recently to to the different podcasts, I just can't believe just how much advice and how much how much of themselves they gave on each episode. So, if we go to let's say Leah, because I I guess I came from a an art background, like a creative background. So the main technique is kind of that is art first, and then it's the greeting cards afterwards. So a lot of people do yeah. frame frame my cards as well. So Leanne Armstrong is a illustrator and graphic designer who actually has um, kindly designed our podcast logo. It's amazing actually because Leanne, as with all the guests, we don't really like, no, apart from JJ, don't really know. So we just reached out, you know, connected over Instagram, lo- really loved her, her work and asked her to design, I don't know what came first, so that the podcast artwork or asking her to be on the podcast. But anyway, she's... She's amazing, such a, such a creative person. And her, the name of her brand, Leanne underscore creative, really just sums her up because um, we've got to discover more about not just um, how she entered um, or became an illustrator and the competition that, that kick-started all of that, but also about her dancing as well. And Yeah, that was really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah I still dance myself as well. Um, so I started off mostly with hip-hop, and street dance styles. Oh, you are too um, cool, Leanne. Honestly, the more I know about you, the more I, I like. Can, cool. can I move next door and just follow you? You are just the coolest. <laughs> yeah. You can tell that she puts heart and soul into what, whichever kind of creative outlet she's doing, and I'm sure her dancing is excellent as her art that she produces, be it whether it's cards, gifts. Um, yeah, really, really great to kind of actually put a face to the name and also like to have that conversation. Well, I actually, um, I think it was around carnival time. Obviously, we missed carnival this year because of COVID, but a lot of different businesses were doing their reflections of what they're missing about carnival. And Leanne put a, a Instagram story of her dance troupe, and it was okay. amazing. Um, so like you say, you, you imagine it to be passionate, unified, you know, girl power, and it was all of that. So it was good to kind of see, obviously, from the conversation that we had way back when, that sort of come into life and to actually visualise it, it was great. What I loved about the Leanne conversation as well is, you know, she's so humble, like she, I think, I think when you do your business and you're so close to your business, you don't see the impact of how special you make somebody feel by receiving that card and know you've got me plenty of lovely cards from Leanne's collections. And it's so nice to see like the attention to detail, the representation, it does, you know, brighten your day. And obviously this is her day-to-day job and, you know, the the, uh, the businesswoman side of her is fantastic because she's, you know, very, very big picture focused, obviously thinking about the future, but meeting the person, mm. oh, it's just amazing. It's just yeah. lovely. And, um, so humble. And as you say, the, from the kind of business side, it's 
been a pleasure to, to work with Leanne on a couple oh, of gosh. projects. Just so efficient. Yes. But really kind of engaging Quick. and you feel very really part of that creative process. Yeah. Um yeah. So yeah, I'm sure it's not a task ever, is it? It's never yeah. oh my god, we need to think about this element of creation. It's exciting because you know it's gonna be timely. There's this element of in essence, are you in my brain? Because that's exactly what I was yeah. thinking about. Um, yeah. But she, yeah, it's always a joy to work with. Definitely future yeah, So definite, perfect, yeah. yeah, absolute recommendation there for both of us. So episode three was when we kind of met JJ, but obviously you'd met him before because after we'd posted about him, um, you guys struck up a connection over oh, Instagram. Oh, like my big brother. You decided to, to meet him. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> 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 that's true she told me after the event I was like please don't lose your life for the sake of the <laughs> everything Trevor leads come on <laughs> so he didn't know obviously that we were going to post about him um, and do all the research about him initially I think he disclosed on the podcast episode that he thought it was his friend his business partner who he does yeah. orange soda events and basically we just messaged via um, Instagram and obviously at at the time I was working in London um, occasionally so the next occasion I had in London I was like definitely going to catch up anyway it was like meeting a friend like a long lost friend you can you can imagine I like to talk JJ we know you like to talk so it was just just great and you know since then it's just been like a big brother he's just amazing we've got similar senses of humour and getting him on the podcast and to let him show the world in essence what I saw in him initially as well have a different platform to do that other than obviously his day job as this big high-flying editor in the online world I just loved encompassing that in a very small way obviously I know you know you must have lots of contacts and lots of links out there but I love being a part of being able to showcase that talent as well and obviously the exciting things that he's done since I've met him as well so him and a group of his friends have obviously come together to create BBMS which is a black the Black British Media Society. That's it, Black yeah. British Media Society, thanks Jay, which is incredible. And that's all been done during lockdown when, you know, the, you know you're not physically with your teams and there's other pressures that you're dealing with and other ways to adapt. So, I mean, that says it in a nutshell, just how amazing JJ is. There's no black board set up um, to help black people who are within that industry. So wow. me, and some, me and some mates have set up one now called Black British Media Society. Amazing. Uh, Go to bbmshelp.com. It's a website um, where, yeah, we, we just ask you to sign up, share your details, uh, and we'll, we'll be your voice. Uh, oh, fantastic. fantastic. Another exclusive. Um, thanks, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Um, it is unreal. It's so good that you use. Yeah, it's very dynamic and gets things done. And, and But also, is really generous for sharing his platform, which we discussed in the podcast as well. And yeah, it's one of these people that that does. It doesn't just, you know, talk the talk, he walks the walk. And we've been like blessed since meeting him and knowing him to have opportunity to put a piece out on OK Online, which is something we never thought we'd do. And, oh my, um, can we just pause for a second? Amen. That was the one of the most amazing experiences. Just take a beat here. OK Online, the demographic is not necessarily... The narrative is, you know, maybe for people looking for showbiz and um, clothing and, you know, that kind of sort of mainstream media. Yeah. So for us to be able to write an article about our top 10 black businesses to go to in the UK, hello, my world. I just couldn't believe it. I was so humbled. 
Again, this is JJ to a T. He always gives back. He doesn't forget, you know, his contacts and he makes it relevant, not just to kind of slot you into Black History Month. Because every month is a great month to be approached. But for me, I just felt this isn't somebody who's trying to tick a box for a certain period of time. This is somebody who just really wants to con control the narrative and use it to the advantage of the of our community, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, it was a brilliant opportunity. We agonised over that list and actually still to this day, think, you know, there are some omissions. It's very difficult to, to put limit 10. it to just 10. And I mean, there were some businesses that, or people behind brands who come on the podcast that we didn't mention because we didn't want it we just wanted to have like a, a breadth of different types of businesses yeah male so, and female as well yeah so we were just trying to yeah you still like a nice i, I, do. I, I feel so bad i feel like really guilty you shouldn't know it was amazing and what an honor to have been us so i'm so i'm so grateful it no was i am amazing. so grateful i'm really grateful don't get me wrong but i just think oh because there were just some people yeah i know i know the kind of spotlight i guess but it's great and you know if we're asked to do it again i definitely know which businesses are gonna be like top of the list because <laughs> there's just so many well i guess we're spoiled i think since embarking on that's the Afro thing leads um and being intentional personally about where i shop just know so many great businesses yeah it, it's just yeah it, it's it was it was quite a difficult task but yeah but, but a good in a good way she brings this up all the time She's, she <laughs> agonizes about there's maybe one or two that she really really I get it. I totally get it. There are some that you think, you know, that you've, we've built really good relationships with them as well. So, but mark our words, we are people that will take people with us. So it's all good. Next was, what episode was High Spirit Bags? So that was episode four. Um, oh, the boys were awesome. To, to meet both John and Joshua. And just, yeah, they really are going somewhere with this excellent bag. I mean, obviously you have one. Uh, I love my high spirit bag and I get so much attention for it and do you know what people that know me just know that I love it because it's it's just attention grabbing it is practical it fits my life in it just love it and I've you know I, I gush about it all the time to be honest the boys know I love it I'll post pictures up as much as I possibly can about that bag and I can't wait to purchase more stuff <laughs> I just think it's amazing yeah when he when he showed me the idea, yeah, I was just like, ah, oh, someone's already done that before. It's too simple. Very <laughs> simple, man. Like, come on, man. Like, and then um, when we got back to um, London, um, we decided to like just do some research and just check Google and to see if 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 it had been done before, mm -hmm. and it, it, it had never been done. Oh, yeah. what an amazing feeling. Yeah. That is awesome. It was really great to hear the story about how it came. It's A lot of these kind of business ideas come from people noticing uh, something missing, a niche in the market, and not just talking about it, but doing something to correct it. And I just love how they told us that they like thought, oh, wouldn't it be great to do it like this? And then whilst they're on holiday, when in a kind of scenario when it would have been appropriate to have a high spirit bag, and then came back and did some research and put in time, energy, funds into creating it and then put themselves forward for competitions. Having and, that faith as well to yeah. do that. You have to really back each other and believe in what you've got. So yeah, I thought that was really, 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 just really inspiring, really. Episode five was the lovely SJ. Yeah, man, she's just amazing, isn't she? Yeah. Okay, so my name is SJ and I um, am a designer from um, Huddersfield, West Yorkshire. 
and my mm. business is called Urbanized Neckwear. Um, <laughs> I'm a wife, a mother, um, and a businesswoman. Oh, she is such an incredible force to be around, isn't she? Totally agree. I think her energy, her work ethic, her outlook on life, her tenacity. There's there's not enough adjectives to describe her, so <laughs> she's just absolutely amazing. So we mentioned on the podcast that we went to an event in Leeds ran by two amazing ladies under the brand Female Magic. Yeah. And the panel event was fantastic. Each of the people that were on the panel were amazing. Um, but I was mesmerised by SJ from her story as to how she came to have Urbanised Network. Yeah, started from £60. From £60, which is... Everything she's done is from that. Unbelievable. So £60 as well, which is incredible. You know, just how she t- turns every experience into an opportunity. So, you know, going on The Voice and seeing Will I Am and getting on, getting giving the scarf to him and have just been that prepared is just unbelievable. Yeah. And having the presence of command to be picked out of the audience as well to, you know, this is just a woman that's on a mission. I just love yeah. every element of her, to be honest. And meeting her and, you know, knowing the person that we do know, it's just amazing to see how she's just flying. You yeah. know, she's, she's already pretty much smashing it, but she's still humble so there's time to be as generous as she was. You know, she gave us a lot of time and a lot of insight into how she's become to build her brand, not the business, the brand. brand yeah, I love that. I love quite a few of our guests that, you know, having that brand big insight. picture yeah. um, kind of vision, isn't it? 100%. Um, I love that, though. I think yeah. I'm think i big on building a brand. I think that's really important. People don't just buy from... Well, the whole element of people buying from people is like a age-old sort of mantra, isn't it? Yeah. So buying from the brand, the person behind the business is just, she encompasses why why that's, that mantra is such a success because she's incredible. But I've really enjoyed that podcast. I thought it was amazing. And I learned loads, like loads, especially for the her Melanie and Magic question yeah. uh, or the answer to the Melanie and Magic question from her side. Just broken down, just so meticulously. I just absolutely love the acknowledgement that we as the black community have to do some growth and sort of reflection talking about you know black economics you're mentioning this focus on strengthening the black pound just every bit was just like just jotting notes like right let's work on this it was just yeah. amazing yeah loved it and i really do think that her personality came across as well on although it was it's just an audio that we've put out she's really special and, and yeah it was it's just really lovely that she, you know as we, you say we connected when we um, heard her on the panel and since like over instagram and stuff and that she was like really um on board to give us some of her time to just enrich us all with her kind of gifts and her outlook on life and and yeah and her products are amazing like we love her products i think we all have at least one item or something whether it's the mask which she's kind of branched out into with the current climate but kind of the the neckwear which is the main thing with the urbanized neckwear such stunning structures that yeah, I don't know how a brain works, but I'm glad it does. And they're just so striking. I think that's it. I think when we saw her, she was just really striking. Yeah. She obviously had one of her pieces on. And then when she spoke, she commanded the room as well. And I yeah. think she does that, in, you know, but not in a kind of overbearing way. I just wanted to know more. As yeah. soon as you see her yeah. and she's just... I think it's just... You're, you're right, you've hit the nail on the head. She's, her personality is such a big part of her brand. And it's... Long may it continue because yeah. it is... 
infectious and I love that lady I think she's amazing so I was so grateful that she could spare time to yeah. contribute which and was great it was lovely to hear about her kind of thoughts for the um kind of sister brand or business yeah like the, that's true with her kind of designer hat on and, and creating unique pieces for people and that would definitely be an opportunity to take up for sure and I'm sure it's going to be a great success absolutely so then was episode six so that was the Queen Knickknack. Yep, Nicole Raymond, DJ. Absolutely love her. Again, another lady with vision, energy, experience, just incredible. So again, we um, actually met Knickknack very, very briefly. I don't think she really knew us, yeah. but we saw her. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we stalked her. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we were on BBC Radio Leeds. She just finished, finished her set. Yeah. yeah. And just was like, right, she's melanated, she's talented, she's got this energy of a beautiful aura, who is she? Got her name down, obviously I'm doing Instagram, and then obviously the rest is history. But it was so good to, one, just feel the vibe and sort of really have an understanding as to her journey, her, you know, where she wants to, you know, go to as a female in the music industry as well, that perspective. And it was just nice to, from a perspective of somebody who does like going out and does like going to gigs and does enjoy watching live music, hear it from the other person's side. So I learned a lot from that conversation. And like I say, somebody with with that amount of talent is just so humble. She wasn't, um, you know, overcomplicating her role. It's just, this is what I do. And there was a lot of passion there and a lot of experience. And I felt the, just felt the love in terms of that, yeah. conversation to be honest and she's such an eclectic musical taste and not one to be pigeonholed and no nor should she no, nor should anybody and um, just really owns that and and kind of i'm sure other people seeing her will feel empowered by that as well yeah and um yeah it was good to hear about her thought process when she's doing gigs whether it's for like gigs that she's organized herself or she's supporting other people I, yeah that's another interesting question like when it's um a festival or a like you've been booked to play this or you know support this person then um i start to think more in terms of okay if we take the moses boyd gig i did then it's like okay cool amazing drummer amazing artist mm-hmm. a lot of influences as and caribbean music african music nice. okay like i've got a bubble of of, of ideas to work with just on that thing. Like random things like Limp Biscuit was one random Oh my god, we keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Gosh, yes. And then she's obviously a massive fan of comics, which we're not, but we have a brother who is, so we're able to have a bit of back and forth yeah. about although Listening know, back, I, was, I remember thinking, I do not know anything about this subject. <laughs> no, but she was so generous because yeah. she would reflect questions, but you could tell because of, of her, I mean, she does her, her kind of roles and multifaceted that DJ, producer, radio presenter, music lecturer, all sorts. And she'd ask us questions about which I wasn't prepared for. No, I was just like, um, <laughs> we're, we're okay, actually. No one's asked us how we are, but yeah, we're fine. Or asked, um, oh, what, what do you like? Like, oh, nothing. <laughs> can we talk about movies we've seen? Does that count? And she was really kind of gracious and accepted our... How very poor weak, responses, um, yeah. Responses. But she's she's great, and again, uh, kind of going on to so many great things, and it's just great that. to have that like really honest conversation about just where your interests take you, whether your musical tastes, and just being free to express those and not f- to 
be made to feel by people either within or outside of the culture that you're black so this is the kind of music you have to listen to this is the yeah. kind of music you have to play and also you know why you have to justify certain musical tastes if something moves you it moves you that's it end of story absolutely now i've totally got that um that vibe and i've just felt really blessed to have been part of that conversation actually because there's lots of things that were kind of i was thinking hey i've gone through that as well i know how you felt feel about that so yeah it was a really fab com- conversation oh my god so now we move god! on to episode seven and if you can contain the fangirling <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that and uh, this was a if people didn't know, um, when we spoke to the hosts of Up the M1 podcast, the hosts, the queens, Olivia and Danielle. Oh my god, I love them! Like, Danny has me in stitches, Olivia has me in stitches. The content is even better, even if it just gets better and better and better every episode I listen to. I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed that episode. Yeah, um, love the girls. Julie's just nodding at me now, no, so going, get there quick, <laughs> no, because no, you are gushing. But no. I, yeah, honestly, it was a pleasure, because they. sometimes when you meet like people that you really enjoy, maybe on a, or you hear about somebody that you really kind of enjoy watching, or you find them entertaining, and you meet them, or you hear something that's quite disappointing, it can be like, oh my god, my world's crushed, and to be fair, Liv doesn't like sweets, that's the only part of the podcast <laughs> that I was like, oh my god, this is devastating, but other than that, amazing, like every element of that episode or conversation was just a dream definitely like Olivia said obviously we, we listen to a lot of podcasts and um, I listen to a lot of male female ones but mostly like I listen to other women's podcasts and mm-hmm. we didn't hear anything like us or like mm-hmm. our voices or anything like that so it was just like yeah it would be good to hear some northerners really and yeah, just to hear yeah. our accent and, you know, people to kind of get an idea of what life is like up here. Yeah, they were good sports, especially because yours truly messed up the recording and so we had to do it again. So again, even further generosity of the time. But they were just uh, giving in terms of... But I think the one we got was better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think the second one was amazing and things happened for a reason. But take-homes for me, the highs and the lessons were just... The first episode of their podcast was about the need for Northern Voices, mm. and that's been consistent through, I think they're on their 102nd episode now, right. wow. and it's consistent from episode one, just as consistent as their mention of Insecure, the TV show, um, but the, men- the mention of having strong female black narratives in the North is yeah. consistent, and I, I love that element of it. It's not to the extent of the detriment of the content, because it you you know it's a real subtle consistency because obviously these are northern girls from Leeds talking about life and current affairs and um, TV shows and yeah. you know politics everything and everything in between. But from a perspective of a listener, it was amazing to have them on the show and just think, God, these girls are just you know they're exactly who they are on their podcast and they've got so much to give and so much advice and they're so young. I'm just a massive fan of them. Yeah, massive fan made you feel young and hip and relevant and part of the crew i in my head i was like i am the third member of the m1 i'm going to shave off 10 years and just pretend i'm one of the girls um until i was thrown under the bus by my sister obviously um but it was a real real for me massive highlight the whole show was fantastic um and i loved you know we at afro leads were all about representation and very much about the next generation and if those two are any indication of what's to come oh gosh what an amazing 
presence and what an amazing future young people are going to have, especially, yeah. you know, locally here. There's a lovely community. And I know that obviously Danny and Olivia are cousins, so you can tell they're cousins because they've just got this love and faith and lovely, beautiful personalities that yeah. shine. But it was, for me, if I was a young person listening to those two, or if I listened to their podcasts, they live their best lives, they have fun, they have jokes. And for me, one of the best podcasts that I listen to on a weekly basis by far. Yeah, they're really relatable. And yeah. I, I just think at the time when we were recording, we were kind of emerging out of lockdown and um, the kind of concept of Black Panda had kind of been um, realised. And, you know, that's been created by Swiss World and really support that. But it's, it's along the lines of the message that we've been saying for the last two years or more that, you know, we need to be spending within our communities, but Swiss World has been able to use his platform to really... Propel drill that. Down, yeah, to really drill down the message and to make, you know, to create a day, like, and, and you know, like, just to to focus his spending. And it was great to talk with them and yeah. how the kind of their spending habits have changed. Down to things like Afro leads and down to online... I suppose in lockdown you couldn't shop, but you found a way to... We, yeah, you couldn't shop physically, but physically, online, yeah. that's where online came into its own, really. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, thank goodness for that, because, yeah, it got us through. Absolutely. Just thinking about hair, <laughs> in particular. 100%. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, and it's just it's just great. So it was so lovely to meet them, and hopefully we will get to, to meet them. Babe, we have to honestly it's, it's the last thing i do i to be fair they have competitions at the moment on um their podcast as to if you answer and it's an amazing initiative i love that they've done this on their podcast so they do weekly podcasts yeah. and every week they're going to um, describe they give you three hints three questions about a black british person and you will answer via the story question um so they'll put the question out there or the hints out there on, on their instagram. story on instagram yeah and you have a chance to so i think this week's one was also, um, a hint before they broadcast, it's, so you can guess who it's going to be. Right, okay. Yeah, so the, for this, for the 102nd episode, they had, um, this person is a, a news presenter from a Caribbean background, but obviously the answer was Trevor McDonald. Right. So I, I think, and then I think they joked that the, uh, the winner would be, you know, could come on to the podcast. So I was there pestering them, like, when are you going to put the story up? I'm ready to answer. <laughs> but anyway, the story's gone up, and now I've already answered, so I'm hoping that I could be a potential potential winner for this. Gosh, the levels of desperation are just not even hiding it. No effort. There's no there's no game they here. Were, I've got no poker face. They did kindly say that they would have us back on. Maybe maybe, we maybe not. Maybe maybe not after they hear this. <laughs> um, but no, I love the girls. And jokes aside, and you know, humour aside ones to watch for for sure i absolutely i've got nothing but utter faith in those two ladies so and what they're doing with the podcast and also like olivia's the soul yeah um initiative and you know just putting a spotlight on northern creatives and that's brilliant and we need more of it it's just we're all trying to help just build a stronger black british narrative just you know and and that there's room for everybody and there is room for everybody and i think the the fact that we support each other is, is also yeah. really really yeah. cool, um, which is something that is, I just I'm I'm definitely all for that. Yeah, and talking about supporting, I mean it moves quite nicely, segues nicely into episode eight with Nicola Sphere. It's only when I started when I launched my brand and I started going to networking events, most specifically networking events with other Black entre- entrepreneurs, and I thought, wow, there's this whole world of Black businesses. 
And so mm -hmm. with my business, I wanted to add value to my customers by saying, sharing these with them because a lot of black businesses don't have the resources for advertising and like I said I think in the black community we rely heavily on word of mouth. Another fantastic illustrator and graphic designer uh, who brought out a, 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 some brand that brings out representative cards and gifts Yeah, and she was just amazing, learned so much from her both verbally and non-verbally kind of thing as well. Absolutely. Um, I actually got off that call um, or you know, Skype conversation podcast um, and was like, I need to rethink everything. Like it was that deep because there was subtle, just, I think she's just a very polished and um, she's an entrepreneur. You look at her and well, I she's looked at her and she lives yeah. and breathes everything that she encompasses in the brand. Yeah. And I literally got off that, I finished that recording and I was like, there's so much food for thought. Like you say, not just the stuff that comes out of the, 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 the mouth or the, the actual conversations that we had, but just visually looking at her, you will know that she is, that she, everything is just so polished. I just, I'm so proud of everything that she's achieved because somebody who is that meticulous and somebody who's that intelligent and somebody that who's that driven deserves all the success that she's yeah, having. Yeah, um, just loved everything part of that um, yeah. conversation. And I loved hearing about how her brand started in a moment of transition when she was trying to work out where like life was taking her and you know the, the kind of work she put into kind of that path of self-discovery. She recommended a couple of books. Was it How to Be a Free-Brained Human was the book and just taking it back to basics. What do I enjoy? You know, oh, I love that. this life is short. We have one and if you're going to spend it doing some do something that you love, which she clearly does. Yeah. And again, a band came out of, or concept of being the answer to the problem that you face. So you could, you know, she couldn't find a representative card to gift to her sister. So she created one. And then here she is, however many years later, being able to provide that answer to other people who need to solve that quandary. And it, it's brilliant. And, and branching out into gifts and, and things and just like learning that, because it's really unique. I've never seen kind of earrings displayed as part of the card. That's mm. really unique. So, but that's come out of her personal love of earrings and stuff. And and to, just to know about that was really interesting. And just how she, again, is somebody who does collaborate with other businesses. You know, we mentioned about her brilliant newsletters that provide a lot of information about businesses. And when we've posted about businesses, we found out through her newsletter. We. We do give her the credit because, you know, obviously we, but she goes to the effort of reaching out to these other businesses. She doesn't have to. They're not necessarily obvious kind of allies in terms of what they're producing. The common denominators that the black owned businesses. And yeah. It's just, it's brilliant that she's sharing her platform to increase awareness of them and I've gone on to not just post about them, but purchase from them and, and stuff. And it's good because it just, widens your kind of awareness isn't it of where where people are where people are selling from and the brilliant thing about being online is that you don't have to physically go down there but you can still support and absolutely um, no i love that products. that very much came across and i think what was really beautiful about how giving and how generous she is was the fact that obviously we mentioned quite um, briefly about the Black Pound Day and what that was about. Um, that when the first Black Pound Day happened in the UK, 
she had a thousand percent increase in sales and she was able to and this is no surprise having spoken to and met this person that she was but she had the structure the capacity the mindset the energy and the stock in essence and the actual ability you know she obviously she has i think she works with a family member didn't she auntie yeah i think so but there was no surprise to know that even though there was an a thousand there was a thousand percent increase in sales it was managed yeah she handled it she handled it like olivia pope (laughs) so from that perspective i was one just thinking the mindset as people to understand the power of purchase that we have and when we do use it wisely the effect it can have on not just one business but every black business obviously going on what you said about this word of mouth and they're sharing information and sharing the love with other black businesses it's yeah. so good that this person who is an amazing entrepreneur the quality of a product is exceptional her brand and the person behind the business is just on point yeah. of course when there's an a thousand percent increase in sales it's smashed and absolutely she she's able to handle it and it's yeah. fantastic to be able to reflect on that podcast and share that news yet again it's and that's how it should be. That for me was a massive take home. I just thought, you know what? There's so much we need to do as, as people to make sure that we step up to the challenge of what, you know, when we have, you know, things that are thrown at us in a good and a bad way so we can respond and react accordingly. But, you know, I'm a big believer in this, you know, you, you know, you've put energy out there and you get it back and yeah. she does put that energy out there. It, there's no spade surprise. Load. Oh, and spade loads. And there's no surprise as to why she, um, especially with the quality of her product, gets that 1,000% increase in sales on that Black Pounder yeah. and long may it continue. Yeah, so, yeah, it's brilliant to connect with Nicola and it's a great, great business to, to you know, be a customer of as well. Receive the newsletters, still receiving them. Really yeah, I love them. them. Yeah, and it was so lovely to, to meet Chloe Elliott, who's the kind of mastermind behind Curly Girl Chloe and Odyssey Box. Yeah, episode nine. I mean, I think she again is another young woman in her 20s who's got such wisdom and confidence, belief, you know, rightly so. But I just think I wish I was more like you when I was. That's exactly what I was about to say. I'm really sorry. No, not no. I was just thinking she's so well rounded. Where like I just been thinking either I wish I was like this person. I wish I was Chloe when I was younger, or I wish I had friends like her because just from that one recording, I just felt oh my god. This I I felt like there was a lot of balance, a lot of advice, a lot of encouragement. Obviously, we did the same back, but. I just felt that I just got a lot from that one hour conversation. That I thought, can you imagine if this was in my inner circle, like yeah. where we would be and the, the the young you know entrepreneurs potentially we could have been when we. She's just incredible, and I just loved every part of that podcast, that recording. And it does seem that she does have a good circle because she was mentioning that within Odyssey Box and people who help. Yes, about yeah. that there are the people that she's gone to uni with that bring different elements, whether it's photography and other bits and yeah I think she's just amazing she has obviously endured a lot like I mean she was describing the disappointment of um or the potential disappointment of the the year being a teaching assistant something she'd wanted to do since seeing them herself as a, a young girl in high school and the school just being quite racist really and they're kind of oh we didn't expect that you'd look like you do and not really filling up a timetable as they should have done but you know she did 
what she was given and the, but then used the time really well like she's got two businesses that she's still continuing well because i think it was curly girl clay wasn't it and then the kind of progression is odyssey box the subscription boxes where you can um it's every every two months get a box that gives you a full wash day yeah and both businesses are, yeah four products are a full wash day experience and um through odyssey box or curly girl clay they're just really trying to educate and empower people to look after their natural curly hair if that's what you want to do and, and such yeah. a good idea like when you break it down you think gosh it's no brainer why is this not like <laughs> common place but it's you know it, it screams like you say somebody on a year abroad thinking what do and what am I interested in and how can I you know put the passion of this interest into a business and she's done that so well I additionally loved just the way she spoke so there were certain times where I just was, I forgot that I was on a podcast and I was thinking oh gosh I've got to respond to this that you know this amazing person who's, who's speaking in front of us so I think there was one time she mentioned, you know, like we've all been in situations that potentially you might see it as a setback or, you know, you might see it as an obstacle, but I think she described it as like being an arrow. You have to because you can't stand still. If you want to progress, you have to move forward. Mm, totally can't. agree. It's so and inspiring. Thank it is. you so much. Think of it like an arrow being pulled back. You might have these setbacks, but it's only going to launch you into the next thing if you allow yourself to see it in that, in that way. That really resonated with me. I think we've all been in situations where we've, we've not necessarily been lost, but potentially had moments where we were not where we want to be. And for somebody so young to have that mature attitude and to use it as a positive, just really, 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 I just, there was just so much that I learned from her. Yeah, she was, yeah, a remarkable young woman. And yeah, going places for sure. So season one um, was crowned by episode 10 and we were graced by the presence of Dr. Amon Imohi, an incredible force of nature. I first came across Amon by reading about her in GP Frontline magazine, which I never read normally, but... Tut, tut, tut. That's recorded now. No, but it's just because you get so many journals and I don't know what it was because it wasn't like she was on the cover mm -hmm. or anything, but then I just... Yeah, and she was There's there. Yeah, and I was just like, wow. And um, they were featuring her as the founder of Black Women in Health. And it was like, this. where has this been? Like, mm. this is what I need to, I need, I need to. And have needed. I think yeah. you've needed this from the, even when you embarked upon the profession, possibly, yeah, as a doctor. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think maybe, but the, the, I'm finding out there's lots of organisations now, and maybe perhaps. And I think there were a few before, but maybe I really wish I'd embraced it at the start because it's that kind of peer support, that encouragement, um, you know. But anyway, can't turn back time and I've found it now and it's a brilliant organisation to be a part of, really encouraging and nurturing. And you know, we mentioned in the podcast that they'd run a series called Unleashed, which was nothing to do with medicine, just about unleashing the superpower within. It was really positive, encouraging and, you know, yourself and couple of other friends joined it it was really fulfilling and just really especially in the thick of lockdown because that did play out during lockdown yeah it was something so to timely. look forward to wasn't it was it on a saturday saturday like i think it was before till six like a two-hour yeah. slot and you just yeah just really left encouraged and uplifted in different areas so but i'm on just so the, the list is just like she does yeah. so much and it's it's you can tell like she's just got a, a breadth of 
intelligence about a variety of different subjects. So it's not like you say, oh, medicine related. There's mindfulness, there's about, you know, believing in yourself, there's faith, there's positivity, uh, spirituality, there's, you know, there's just a plethora of just knowledge. It's all stuff that she's a genuine interesting, isn't it? So yeah, yeah she's an award-winning GP and transformational and motivational speaker. And just listening to her, you can definitely see tell. Yeah. that. And I don't know, do I, I, you get a sense that a lot of this has come from her parents, in particular her dad, like yeah. in terms of encouraging different like reading materials, different quotes that she's used to motivate her throughout from being a teenager. Mm-hmm. And that's helped her to become the woman that she is today. And what an incredible woman she is. She's so kind of inspiring and motivating. And again, as with so many of our guests, she's somebody who is so willing to share her platform with other people. Yeah, I love that. And that came across in Unleashed as well. Yeah, I think So the Unleashed series had different topics, whether it was about success or finding your voice there's different different versions different topics that were all about you know transforming and and well-being and you know i'd I'd probably say looking at this inner strengths of your character and how to find those elements which was i found so useful and despite obviously the background of oman she could have obviously delivered every single session she shared it with different people within her network so you had a different guest speaker you had two different guest speakers per weekly session and that just spoke to the, the, the character, I think, of the woman, yeah, yeah. Um, which was just to share the platform, give people experience as to, you know, public speaking, um, creating content for public consumption, etc. which was very much the advice she gave on the, you know, on uh, during our conversation. So I, again, really felt, felt, felt very lucky to have had the time to speak to her um but was not surprised in terms of the content because it was just amazing five star all the way through and all the way through there was little nuggets of success and books that she was recommending and advice to you know a younger version of herself or to young people i like the word setback but mm. i see it I, I always tell myself a setback can be changed into a setup yes yes and you know Every young person that's listening, I want you to know that every great person you see today, everyone who you think that's successful and doing so well today, they were once like you. They didn't know yeah. anything. They were clueless. <laughs> and they had to work really hard to get yeah, to where yeah. they are. Just so much insight across yeah. all levels, which I just thought was great. So it was such a variety of different guests that none of them kind of every single time I was like oh, we can't beat last week's we can't beat last week's but every single time it was like we've done it again everyone's just so good yeah <laughs> how are we going to beat it for season two which well I don't think it's anything about beating mm-hmm. I think it's just adding isn't it it's adding to adding to the rich narrative that is out there and I you know we've had a variety of different people brands podcasts individuals for season one and like looking ahead at those who've confirmed for season two again it's like so varied we're really blessed and it's like we've said when we we talk about afro leaves there's an abundance of black excellence we don't have to look far it's just that it's there yeah and it, it you know it's it's about just creating a platform or creating a space to talk about it and celebrate it not in a big-headed way but in a way to encourage and lift uplift others and to you know, because there are people that are demonstrating that it can and is being done. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that that's the whole point of it. And I just loved, um, 
you know, each episode we talk about the melanin magic question. Yeah. Brilliant idea that you have to talk about that. And just to, to ask, it's quite a big weighty question, but to ask each guest um, what are their, their hopes? I've actually forgotten the question. <laughs> what are your hopes and dreams for black British <laughs> business, for black, for black British culture for the next five to ten years? And, and how do you think we're going to get there? Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and we just had such a variety of answers. What amazing. So just to put you in our shoes, this was something that we discussed prior to obviously launching the podcast and we were like, Do you know what, we'll spot it in. It gives us a call, about, call to action, but also from our perspective, Afro Lead is all about representation. So... Yes, you have the element of having, you know, every week a different guest, which is great, melanated, somebody that you might see yourself in, so it mm. gives you this element of motivation, I thought that was really important, but we also thought, as a takeaway, we are learning every day, so we're not the experts in any way, shape or form yeah. about how we're going to transform or how as a, as a culture or as a community we can change and, you know, improve, um, but we thought, with whilst we have these amazing, like, icons and beautiful minds and diverse um, personalities let's have a you know the honest chat about what their thoughts were so so obviously to answer the the question they they were obviously put on the spot a little bit but they all rose to the challenge there's a community always focusing on the fun stuff on the fun stuff on the on the cool and sexy stuff whereas like actually there's actually a lot of money to be made in the in the mundane stuff and um and and we shouldn't just focus on and getting all the material things it's using our wealth and wealth in order to enforce our agenda and policy and all these all these things as we have seen in the corporate world as mm. we have seen with black police who's in in politics all these things and all these people can be bought off my hopes and dreams for the black culture in england or in, in the uk over the next five to ten years is that we will we need to grow mm. we need to grow and I'm not talking of physical physical growth. I'm talking of mental growth. I'm talking of economical growth. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's the most important thing for you to be a relevant, um, for you to be a relevant ethnic group in a community. You need to be economically strong. Yeah. Black British culture and businesses are really coming together and kind of networking. Yeah, yeah. So I think in the, over the next five to ten years. We'll just keep growing, keep growing, and hopefully become more mainstream and more people will hear about black businesses and understand certain perspectives as well that aren't necessarily being understood at the moment. Internal changes within mm -hmm. ourselves mm -hmm. as a community. Obviously, you know, there's all sorts going on around, you know, there's protests and quite rightly, we should be all protesting for structural change. Mm -hmm. But I also think as a community, we should be putting as much effort, if not more, into internal change. Black economics is so important. So um, I think some of the questions we're probably going to have to ask ourselves truthfully and honestly is why has it taken us so long to understand the importance of black economics? It was our most successful day to date. It was crazy and 
Um, in terms of percentage, probably a thousand percent on what I had previously generated in the month before. And so it, this is it. My phone did not stop pinging and it was pretty pressured because I'd never experienced anything like this before. And so it just shows the, the power we have as a community when we choose to support black businesses. And we have to continue with that momentum. And I truly believe that we will, because I think that our eyes have been opened and there's, there's so many black businesses out there and you could really feel a, a turning point. So I think from here, we're only going to continue to rise. I feel like with black, we need to own more things. We need to yeah. own. But there's, we have no say if we do not own anything. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have a say, we can voice our opinion, but it's the people that, it's left to the people that own it to choose whether to listen to us or not. Yeah. Whereas if you, you're making those decisions. Yeah. Um, and when you own something as well, there's more control. So that's why like with us, having that patent was so important because yeah. yes. I have patent, we own that design. No yeah. one can yes. just something that looks like ours and get away with it because we pull up on, up on it because we own the design. Just ed yeah. me, education, people, and everybody, not just yeah. us, but everyone knowing more mm -hmm. about our history um, and us being represented in um, places also outside of entertainment, which I think I said last time, it's obviously, mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like we've got that down to a T in terms of entertainment. <laughs> we are mm -hmm. popular culture. We've, we've absolutely got that. Yeah. It'd be good mm -hmm. to see us represented more in the corporate world, in the legal field, yeah. in the med medical field, all those kind of places. Um, and then through that, that, you know, comes more, again, more education. But I just feel like I want to make sure that I'm able to, when I have my own children and grandchildren and like nieces, nephews, etc., that there is something that they can inherit because I think that that's important. Yeah. I think a lot of other communities do that um, mm -hmm. and they keep it in their family. And you, just sometimes, you sometimes yeah. look and you think, wow, how have you got there when we've started? Well, I don't know if we haven't necessarily started in the same place because I've started a different line, but you've, mm -hmm. you've been able to get to different uh, places because of what you've inherited from your family mm -hmm. or your friends or your community and your uh, people. And that's, that's why I hope, like I want to make sure we form that. We, we can pass the baton each time so yeah. you know the next generation of people can really step into and do better than than we have done um mm -hmm. that's my that's my big hope it's naturally happening and i say that and that includes like in schools i say that it it you know it, it's naturally happening the representation trickles down from big media stuff and artists and everything to the, the staff in the schools, the, the curriculum that's being taught, and also like just the different roles people may play within a company. It, you know, you, you know, having black CEOs and more black businesses popping up and doing really well, and that getting covered in the press, and just a more more of a balance. Because I'm getting really tired of seeing how people are just like, yeah, oh, I've I've seen Top Boy, so I know about black culture. Yeah, um, man. You know, Top Boy's good and all, kid adulthood is good and all, but that's not that that isn't it. Like that's mm -hmm. not that is one that's one aspect. I want to yeah. see more of a community aspect. Um, 
more of us backing each other rather than trying to be the one um because ultimately we are a team and there's no i in team there is a me but we should be all in it together if we mm. if we've all got the common goal if we've all got the same goal then we should be able to work together more yeah pull up um them demanding that businesses say how many black people are in their businesses how many black work they have and how many are in leadership positions all yeah, of these i'm hoping are, are, are going to lead to lasting change and that it won't become it, you won't be surprised when you walk into an office and you see more than one of the black space in there yeah, yeah. from a perspective of the question it can be you can take it as deep as or as or as literal as, as as you want to and you know i think initially we were quite you know worried as to will people think gosh this is you know really a bit too deep um and not be you know the thing on crack is, is a bit of a big question but everyone raised the challenge i've mentioned before the biggest sort of take home from myself was this element of generational wealth which i think was mentioned by quite a few different yeah. guests i know the ladies from up the M1 have mentioned it in the sense of wherever we are now, there has to be a legacy to pass on to the next yeah. generation. And whether that is down to education or um, building formidable businesses that have legs that will carry us to the next generation, that we yeah. can pass this down to the next generation. I thought that was really insightful. And it's something that I, if I'm totally honest, wish I was more informed about or knew about when I was a lot younger. Not that I'm saying that I wasn't, you know, didn't have a, you know, a fantastic, you know, um, childhood and knew about, you know, some elements of economics, etc. But this element of what, you know, the, my perception of what is wealth has totally changed, knowing yeah. this element of generational wealth. And that's that's growth, isn't it? And it's yeah. So it's, it's not too late to know about it at any point. It's that kind of aspiration that you are going to pass the baton on, like Amon talked about it as well. Mm-hmm. And several of our, our guests did about creating generational wealth within the community and the, and the economy and also bringing about required change using that as a platform to advocate for things for our community. Um, the current climate both here and overseas just showing racial injustices. If we had more clout as a community a lot of these injustices wouldn't happen or they would be very quickly rectified. Yeah. We just don't have that footing yet but because lots of us are sort of like waking up if you like the future does look better because we're not going to leave it to others to change we're kind of being kind of dynamic in creating that change um, and obviously all this takes time um, but yeah it, there's a lot there was a lot about um, just you know working better together to achieve that aim whether it's generational wealth and also I think other there are other themes like um, representation within different spheres so whether it's media that's a big one because media is very powerful very influential mm-hmm. you know we've already talked about expanding the narrative of what it is to be black British it's not that you know you can't just have one narrative that fits all because we're multifaceted beings we're not just a monolithic group and I guess it things platforms such as this you can just put your own stuff out now that's what i love about what we do mm. i love what i love so much about um, obviously i get to work with my sister which is great and you know it's it is it's a learning we're learning lots all the time but it is 
really good to work together to bring it about and we both feel really passionate about what we're doing but with but with the whether it's the instagram we should also say because steph you're really good but we do put our content out on facebook and twitter as well we decide that we're not waiting on somebody we're not asking permission from anybody we're just putting it out there same with the podcast there are more avenues now you're not having to wait to be picked up by a certain kind of you know tv company or do you know what i mean mm. there, are, there's, there are more ways to get the message out and people are just doing it and you know, the more the better i think one of the things i loved about the melanie magic question was just i think pure observations that i think we all have but it's just how different people have articulated yeah. so for example chloe had mentioned the observation of we as a people quite understanding that you know this there is sometimes a divide and that's potentially within culture within you know could be so you know i've heard this historically throughout my life but you know ghanaians against nigerians and the jollof you know is or it could be you know you know being a black african versus being caribbean you know there's an element of being pitted against each other and um yeah, that's quite a deliberate divide and conquer strategies correct it? and her to bring this up into you know, really quite articulately say this element needs to disappear for us to rise together and have this element of power in numbers. Mm -hmm. I thought that was just really astute and, you know, it kind of mirrors the something that SJ had said in hers, which was about internal changes. And yeah. it's all about this mindset, who we are and what we see in the mirror and who we are as a community is up to us. It's not up to anybody else. So unlearning behaviors or unlearning you know old wives tales or unlearning things that potentially have been passed down from generation to generation that are not helpful that are quite negative and that divide us i think was a really good piece of advice to hear from a plethora of different people yeah. because it kind of made me realize it's not just the one-off occasion it mm -hmm. is all of us where we've all been kind of conditioned in some way shape or form to kind of see a divided black community as opposed to we're all one yeah. I love that element of it. I just thought that was really one of the big take-homes that I thought actually really astute and I hope that came across really well to the listener. Yeah, I hope they enjoyed the responses as much as we did. And that, to be honest, I hope they enjoyed the whole series as much as we did, recording it, putting it together, trying to get a few skills with editing, although props to Kofi, our brother, who finesses it. Yeah, absolutely. You both do a great job. Uh, as soon as I click done that's all i do with the podcast <laughs> so it's all down to kofi and uh julie no, kofi does the lion share and we're so grateful and but it's fun i enjoy it so yeah that's it i think for our kind of review of season one to kickstart season two we yeah. hope you enjoy it absolutely we've got so much to look forward to in season two we've got a variety of different guests as always we'll have more of the melody magic question which i'm really excited to hear other amazing insightful ideas and just feedback in terms of how we're going to get to a, a stronger black britain and we're hopefully going to learn lots more about different businesses and different personalities as well which i'm absolutely buzzing to find out about so stick with us enjoy the journey thank you for everybody that's been listening um, historically and supporting we know who our day ones are and we love and we see you and we appreciate you as we do people are joining us along the way and you know please feedback if there's anything that you'd like to hear more of or less of you know it'd be great to have to have that feedback so we'll leave it there thank you so much and we'll catch you next time <laughs>